I am Camille Johnson, and this is Finding the Floor. Stories and reflections of midlife motherhood, family, and finding meaning in it all. Join me as I share a little piece of my life and figure out what I want to be when I grow up. Hey everyone, welcome to Finding the Floor. This is episode 70. And I'm going to talk about maybe learning to flex your conversation muscles or extroversion muscles, but I'm also going to add like learning to do that through this idea of being uncomfortable because it's not going to be comfortable. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know where this all is going to go because I think this will hopefully all make sense. But before, really quick, I wanted to see how was everyone's Halloween. We actually had really good weather. Well, for Cleveland. <laughs> it wasn't raining and it wasn't freezing. So like, it was fun. It was just funny because my kids are getting older and so the ones that I have home, one wanted to trick-or-treat with a friend, which was a new thing because normally everyone comes and trick-or-treats in our neighborhood because we're awesome. We got this great neighborhood. And so she got invited by a friend to go over there, which was fine. And anyway, it was just weird because it was on Sunday too. So we didn't do a lot of the normal after things like watching a movie and then just chilling out because it was like school the next day anyway but it was fun and what was fun is like Friday night we had a trunk or treat on Saturday with my ward and Nate and I still did not know we were what we were going to be and we just were looking at ideas like we usually like to be matching or like a couple anyway we found that this idea of being Mary Poppins and Bert we could do that so easily with stuff that we already had so that totally came together and then Nate like at two o'clock our trigger treats at four he's like what if we try to make a chimney out of these boxes we have in the garage and you guys remember how I mentioned the brick like it sort of looks like a tablecloth but I use it for the nine and three quarters thing for my Harry Potter party years and years ago I don't know how many years, five years ago now maybe not that long ago but three or four years ago and I still have it so <laughs> we like wrap these boxes in the brick so it looks like a chimney and then we like put together this mantle we brought a tv and we like had a picture of fire just going hooked up to our computer so that was like our trunk and normally we totally forget about decorating our trunk and so that was really fun and Nate was like on the roof pretending he was Bert chimney sweeping it was some fun trunk or treating but that is sort of why, what made me think of getting into this topic. Because after last week, I was like all pumped up. And I'm like, all right, serendipity mindset. 
really about reaching out, making connections, and keeping your mind open to the possibilities, even in unexpected ways, right? So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to reach out. And then I get into the situation of, let's say, our little Halloween trunk or treat party. And I just noticed I kind of did the same things. So I was like, wah, wah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, what is wrong? And then I thought maybe I need to look up like conversation starters. But one thing I thought that was hard was that So I'm going into my ward where most people at least know who I am. I teach gospel doctrine, so most people know who I am. They may not necessarily like know a lot about me. So no one's asking me who I am, right? And I I don't mean to say that in like I'm so popular way, but it just makes it like I'm not in a room where people are just introducing themselves and, hey, what do you do? Because a lot of people know because... I share stories while I'm teaching gospel doctrine. But for me, I need to be better at like doing that to them instead of like thinking, oh, I was thinking about all these hooks I could put out and see if we could make a connection. But I need to even go further than that and just be willing to reach out to people who are kind of in that really weird, awkward stage of like, I know who you are, like you were introduced in church, but I haven't been formally introduced. So it's just kind of weird, you know, that weird spot. Anyway, so I was just thinking a lot about that after the party. I was like, okay. And so on the beginning of the week, I was just like, right, looking up conversation starters or like, Originally, I was like, how to flex your extroversion muscle, like getting better at that. Uh, Before I get into the flexing of extroversion muscle, there were two things that I thought about this week. One was like, okay, I need to maybe practice a little more, have some things in my tool belt when I'm in those situations, because I know I'm going to be in those situations quite a bit. And then the other thing that kind of made me think was that someone at church was speaking and mentioned that like going to church and going to church activities actually is really hard for them. And just because of their social anxiety and what they called, you know, like my mental illness, this is really hard for me to just be in bigger social situations. And then, so my first thought was like, wow, no way you don't have social anxiety. You know, it's not like you can spot it. I mean, sometimes you can, but I was like, so my first thing was like, what? And then my second thought was like, yeah, but there's nothing wrong with you. I think you just need practice. So that's what I was like, okay, let's see what's out there in the world of online conversation starters. And As I started getting into all of that, the first few things that came up was like, because I think I typed in like how to flex your extroversion muscle. So then you get articles about introvert and extrovert. And I also learned a new word called ambivert, which kind of means you can be both. And which in this article, it was saying that most of the time we're not extreme. So you're sometimes in the mood to go out 
or in the mood to stay in. But really what I liked about this was sometimes, and maybe some of you already know this, but just to reiterate, introversion is not necessarily you don't want to be around people. It's that you kind of get your energy or you get recharged by being by yourself or being with fewer amounts of people. Whereas if you're an extrovert, you get your energy from being with other people. So what was interesting about this article was that it was saying that the pandemic kind of turned us all into ambiverts, most of us. So we kind of, many people who were normally extroverted have kind of become maybe okay with getting their energy now being alone because they had to learn how to be alone. And they did say sometimes extreme stress, like something like the pandemic, which we have gone through, can kind of change that, what sometimes you think is like an unchangeable thing if you're an introvert or an extrovert. And actually you can grow into one or into another, or you can be on the spectrum. So you have, let's say, you know, introvert on one and an extrovert on the other, and you're maybe living right in the middle or kind of on the side of more introverted, but you're not like extreme. Yeah, you can kind of handle both situations. So that was all very interesting, learning about, you know, introverted, extroverted, and ambivert. So then I was like, okay, well, how do we do this? Like when you are in situations where you're at a party and there's not really like a defined activity that is getting you to get to know somebody. You know, it's just like mingling, there's games. And that's sometimes a lot, especially a lot of ward parties. Well, the bigger ones, maybe in Relief Society, there's more organized like get to know you type things because they're smaller. So I was just like, okay, well, maybe I just need to know like a few conversation starters. So then I go into all the, like, there are tons of YouTube videos. Maybe not tons, but there's a lot. You could just go on and click something that might resonate with you. And there's even this channel called Charisma on Command, where there's this guy that is basically, he shares a story of how he used to be really shy and awkward. And he just thought that, like talking to people was you just that was just something you were born with and what he learned was that that's not necessarily true you can learn how to let's say what he calls work a room or just be at a party and not feel like oh my gosh I just want to hang out in this corner and and like look at my phone and he has even a whole course so I mean, I'll link to one of the YouTube videos that I found and I'm sure there's, then you can find a course if that's something you're interested in. But there are just a lot of things out there. I was like, okay, perfect. I'm going to learn some new techniques of just like being willing to start a conversation. So a few things that I have under my belt and I'll share those in just a little bit. So I was looking at all of these things, you know, and then I had to like, deal with family and take care of my kids and all that stuff. And so I stopped my work for the day. And so the next day, I was on a drive. We're meeting some people for lunch. And I was listening to a coaching call. So 
I many of you may know I'm part of like the Jody Moore Be Bold program and she has coaching calls that you really can learn a lot when you listen to someone who's being coached. You can be coached, like you can sign up to be coached, but it's also really helpful as you listen to people get coached. And normally they like have what is called the model and you have your circumstance, your thought, your feeling, your action, and then your result. That's what they call the model. And so a lot of times there are people who are like, okay, I'm stuck with this thought and I just want to change this thought so I don't feel this way anymore. And so sometimes the coach will work with that. But what was so interesting with this particular person was that they're like involved in this charity event and they needed to earn a good amount of money. And they were just feeling a lot of discomfort and they were procrastinating and they didn't want to call people. They were just feeling small and uncomfortable. And she just wanted to like, get rid of that feeling so she could, you know, make this happen. She really, really felt strongly about this charity that she was going to have happen. And so what was so interesting was that the coach was just like, look. And this was after a while of talking through a lot of things. was like, you're, you're going to have to just be okay with being uncomfortable. Because you always have your human brain that is going to tell you not necessarily crazy things or what she calls her caveman brain, where it's just going to try to keep you safe. And you don't want to call these people and ask for money. That's awkward. And what are they going to think about you? And who are you to even talk about this? And why would this even be important? And all these things that your brain's going to tell you. And you're going to just quiet your brain, say, it's okay, brain. I know it's going to be uncomfortable and I'm going to do it anyway. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that is kind of how getting into social situations sometimes feels at first, especially when you're meeting someone new. Like if you don't have a lot of practice or you're feeling out of practice, which I think a lot of us are as we you know, we were stuck inside for so long. And and so getting back out into being social people again, there's this, this uncomfortable awkwardness. And what I took away from this was that you're going to feel awkward and uncomfortable at the beginning. And that is totally fine. And what she said, what I thought was so cool is she's like, we usually think that we have to wait to somehow gain self-confidence. But she said, being confident in yourself is also being confident in the fact that you can deal with whatever feelings come up, including feeling awkward or uncomfortable or feeling small or unimportant, that you can deal with those feelings and still Go forward and do what you need to do, whether it be do this charity and ask for money or introduce yourself to someone who probably still knows you, but you are going to make an effort to reach out and get to know somebody new, maybe in your ward or at work or whatever it may be. 
And so I was like, okay, it's not like that's ever going to go away. And it sort of reminded me, I think I've heard this from Brene Brown because she always finishes a lot of her podcasts and stuff. She's like, stay awkward, brave, and kind. And I'm just like, okay, that is part of it. This discomfort, this being awkward, this being willing to find ways to connect. The other thing that I really like that the life coach said, which she said she got from Brooke Castillo, who runs like the life coach school. So I was looking this up and I don't know if it's directly a quote from her, but it's from the life coach school. And it says, your willingness to be uncomfortable will be in direct proportion to creating what you really want. Whoa. And then there was a quote that is similar to this. It's by Tony Robbins. And it says, the quality of your life is in direct proportion to the amount of uncertainty you can comfortably deal with. So maybe that's like the uncomfortableness. But then I just love this next one, Benjamin P. Hardy, this quote. It's like, do you want the result bad enough that you're willing to feel absurd, horrible, amazing, ridiculous, and stupid to get there? Or would you prefer feeling safe and regretful? So I think sometimes in social situations, like I was so ready to like, let's do this. I had this new mindset that I've been thinking about a lot. And I just noticed that it was just harder to put into practice. Part of that was because my brain is like, oh, this is weird and awkward. Just stay around people you already know. And the other part was maybe I just needed a few tools, a few kind of conversation starters, and then the conversation can get going. So I'm going to share those in just a minute, but I also want to let you know that I'm kind of excited because I was reminded of this book called How to Be Yourself. And it's a book about like overcoming social anxiety. And I remember reading it like two, maybe three years ago because it was pre-COVID. And I remember I didn't finish it. I checked it out from the library, but then I didn't finish it and I like took it back. So I was reminded of that book as I was like going through these ideas of like, okay, what are some books about overcoming this awkwardness? And I really think we may not necessarily overcome it. We have to just be willing to go through the uncomfortable and awkwardness. Does that make sense? So I'm going to listen to, I got the book and I started listening to it. And I'm going to share about that book in two or three weeks. See how fast I can get through it. And I usually try to take a minute to apply what it's doing so I can help you guys a little bit, but I'm kind of excited about that. Okay, so I did watch like probably six YouTube videos. It was really fun, actually. So if you're like feeling like, oh, I need to work on my like conversation starter things, there's a bunch out there. I'll link to the ones that I listen to, but you really just like Google <laughs> or put on YouTube um, conversation starters. Okay. So I first started, I was like, oh, I bet you there's like a TED talk about this. And I found one and I'm sure there's probably more, but I just 
found one and then that led me to another thing. You know how you go down those like YouTube little rabbit holes, which this one was kind of fun. So it was this woman and I don't know if she was, it was like in Dubai or seems like she was from the Middle East somewhere and she was giving this talk about just seven ways to start a conversation. And she begins with like, her first tip is like, you just need to like say something, anything. Like just, you know, say what you're thinking. And like I said, sometimes you just have to be willing to take that moment to just feel like, oh my gosh, this is so weird and awkward. And they're going to think I'm weird or whatever they're going to think, but that's okay. Um, She just says, sometimes you just need to start. And then she says, a lot of times you're with someone and you don't have a lot of time. So her next tip was like, skip the small talk and ask something personal, but more like open-ended personal. Like if they tell you your name, like, oh, interesting name. How did your parents come up with it? Is there a story behind it? So you're getting to something personal right away because you don't always have tons of time with whoever you're, you know, talking with, whether it be at a party or she says she does this like with cab drivers or, you know, someone she's just sitting by on an airplane or on the bus or whatever. And then she says, one thing I do all the time, especially when I'm in a cab, is how long have you lived in the city? And do you remember the first time you came here or you landed here? And then she says, another one that people love to talk about is, where did you come from and where does your family live? People love talking about their family. And there was another YouTube video, which one of the guys said has an acronym, which I'll tell in just a minute. And he talked about like, people like to talk about their family. So if you can like start the conversation and move it towards that, then sometimes you can get a conversation going in that way. And then she says for her next tip, it was like, find something you have in common. And that I think is, you know, putting those hooks out, which I talked about last week with um, Christian Bush, you know, talking like, what do you have in common? I'm sure there's going to be something. Then her fourth tip was pay a unique compliment. But she said, avoid words like cool, awesome, and beautiful, because she says sometimes people are immune to some of those words, but that just try to be genuine. And then her fifth tip was to start a conversation would to be like, ask for an opinion on a very generic topic. Like, oh, what did you think of this, uh, the weather today? (laughs) Everyone can talk about the weather or um, just something generic and not like you're giving somebody a test, but just something that it would be easy to answer. And then she said tip number six would be to be present. Don't multitask, make eye contact, but not so much that you're like freaking people out. And then her seventh tip was remember the little details about a person. One, remember their name, say their name back to them. Oh, you guys, I'm starting to get better at that, but I've noticed that I, you know, will get introduced to someone and then unless I say their name again, 
maybe one or two more times while I'm talking to them, that name is like, why does it just go out of my mind? I don't know if you guys, that happens. Like I will remember their face, but man, if I don't do that a couple times or have it associate with someone else I know from that name or it just goes. So remember the details. She said, also remember other details like pets, kids, wives. Um, She called it name, animal, place, thing. So remember some of the details. And what I loved about the end of this little TED Talk was she talked about conversations are like reading a book. You can start wherever. You can ask a person anything. Every person is a really good book. We are entire humans with all sorts of stories and we deserve more from each other instead of just getting little tweets. People have stories that they can share if you're willing to open the book. So with this world of human books, reach for a book, open a page and start reading a story. I just thought that was really, really cute. Okay, so again, lots of different tips But I think, again, remember, it's going to kind of feel weird and uncomfortable and awkward unless you just start practicing. So practice it with your family at first. Maybe practice having a few lines and saying it just by yourself or in the mirror. All of that will be helpful, but it's also just going to probably feel awkward until you feel comfortable and then something else is going to feel uncomfortable as you start kind of growing about this. Okay, so there was another YouTube video about four topics you can start a conversation with anyone and it has the initials Ford, F-O-R-D. So he says, one, family. Find ways to bring up a conversation about family So in this video, it was like, oh my gosh, that kid over there reminds me of my brother. Do you have a brother? And then you can find out like, yes, no. And then you can talk a little bit about brothers or families. Um, What was interesting was in this other video, it was always like once you get into like a topic, then you can just simply ask like, oh, How do you feel about that? What makes you excited about that? Like getting into these open-ended question type things instead of like the details. Again, I remember there was one of those that Christian Bush was like, you want to make sure they're open-ended questions so you can find out more about people. Okay, the O, so F was for family and then O is for occupation. Ask about their major or occupation, but then again, go deeper. So like everybody asks like, hey, what's your major or what do you do for work? And then I just love this was maybe, oh, well, what made you get into that? What what makes you excited about your job? And maybe they are excited or maybe they're not excited. And then that can help you have a conversation. So the next topic that you can start a conversation with anybody was in recreation or with interest or hobbies. So yeah, do you have any um, interest or hobbies? And then adding that deeper feeling like, oh, what are some of your hobbies that you wish you could do that you're not doing? Or just something like that. Um, Why is this activity so exciting for you? That type of thing. 
And then the last one is dreams for D. So everyone has them. You want to make sure you have built a sufficient amount of rapport with them before talking about dreams. So that's not the first thing you want to be like, hey, my name's Camille. And what's like the dream of your life? If you didn't have to work and you had all the money in the world, what would you do? And maybe that's a cool conversation starter, but maybe you that's a few in after you started a, built a rapport. Okay. So there really is, I mean, I could go on and on about a few different things that I learned. So the last one I'm going to talk about is from, again, this guy on the Charisma on Command channel. And he was a guy who was like, used to be super awkward. And now he's put together this whole channel just to help people so they can be feel more confident in social situations, which I think is pretty cool. And probably something we need to maybe add to our curriculum in middle school and high school, (laughs) to be honest. Because now, I mean, I didn't grow up with a phone and always communicating in that way, but it's just, I think even now, our kids are feeling more, they're out of practice talking to people. Like when we grew up, And I think I was listening to a podcast with the author of the book that I'm going to talk about in a couple weeks. And they had mentioned like growing up, like I grew up in the 80s and 90s. And so I didn't have social media. We didn't really have Google. So you were used to like calling people on the phone. If you needed some information, maybe you'd go to like an encyclopedia, but sometimes you'd have to go to the library and ask questions to the librarian. And now all that is like automated. So we don't have to ask people about that. So a lot of our kids are out of that practice. And what I found interesting is this guy, gosh, sorry, I don't remember his name. Maybe I need to find this out. (laughs) Okay. So this guy's name is Charlie and he has the Charisma on Command channel. And so he talks about, you know, as I was mentioning before, like normally now that everything is automated, you actually can ask people, like he says, do a human Google. Ask someone a question you might ask Google and see what happens. The first part of the question is not really important. It is the follow-up that is important and it usually involves how do you feel questions about the topic or something else. What are your impressions? How do you like it here? Are you excited? Or what are your feelings about it? But it's all about getting kind of that just awkward initial, hey, do you know who starred in this movie? Ooh, let's look it up. Have you seen that movie? And then, you know, you're into a conversation. Um, The next thing he says is like, then the next suggestion would be a conversation starter is like human Twitter, like make a statement to then start a conversation. And one point he made was like, people are starved for a conversation. People want to talk. They really do. It's just that getting through that uncomfortable discomfort. And then his last tip was, hey, I don't think I've met you yet. I'm so-and-so. And then go to the tips of like, ask them about where they're from and where they live or how they feel about work or all that type of stuff. 
So I feel like I need to do that more at church. Like, hey, I don't think I've met you yet. I am so-and-so. Or, oh, oh my gosh, I have seen you around, but I don't know if we've officially been introduced. You know how in like shows like Pride and Prejudice where they have like this official introduction, sometimes I feel like we need to go back to doing that because we just don't sometimes have proper introductions like, hey, this is so-and-so and it doesn't have to be like, and he's from the county of Winchester and he uh, makes 5000 a year. No, not that, but just more like, hey, this is my friend Sam and he, you know, is my neighbor. <laughs> I need to be better at helping to introduce other people and sometimes I feel like it would be nice to be when you when you get introduced to someone that also facilitates the ability to like start a conversation because it's just like oh my gosh I mean I know you but I don't really know you anyway so there you go there's a few tips there's a few thoughts about flexing your extroversion muscle or just practicing starting conversations and being willing to just be in the uncomfortable discomfort at the beginning because it's not going to go away because you have a human brain. I just think that's fascinating and so true. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you haven't signed up for my newsletter, I sent out my first thing last week. It's really short. It's not going to be annoying, but then you can communicate with me. So it's kind of fun and have an awesome week and I'll talk to you next week. See ya. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have any questions, come by findingthefloor.com where I will have show notes and links for anything I've mentioned today. Special thanks to Seth Johnson for creating and performing the theme music. Come back next week and thanks for listening.